The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast, where we walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of My Stress Alarm. So just a quick update, I did submit the My Stress Alarm app to the Apple Review Board, so crossing fingers on that, and I think we're definitely getting close on the defects. There are pretty much all time zone related. And well, I'll give you an example, why not? So, you know when you when you use the My Stress Alarm app, each morning you'll get a notification on your smartphone. So you don't even have to remember to do it. Just click on that, answer a couple questions about your rest and sleep. It's all multiple choice. You don't even have to, you know, type anything out. And then you enter your symptoms if you have any. Well, I got that notification at 1 a.m which I might be going out on a limb here, but I feel like I don't have to ask you for your feedback on this one. And what's happening apparently on uh, on Greenwich time, I'm, I'm minus four because of daylight savings. Uh, I'm here on the East Coast, United States. Um, but I think the time zone I'm being assigned is plus four, which is eight hours earlier because it, it's four hours west plus four hours east which would make sense because you're supposed to get the notification at nine in the morning local time whatever time it is where you are and i'm getting the notification eight hours earlier well i don't know if you were interested in that or or it was just boring uh, you know me explaining it but anyway that's the kind of stuff we're dealing with right now all the core functionality is there. It's just these pesky time zone issues. Anyway, as you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, I've been getting over a back injury and it is slow going. Uh, no complaints though. I mean, I'm way better than I was six months ago. Six months ago, I was like, okay, where, I'm gonna, where am I going to sit today? And I couldn't even catch a break either. Um, you know, I, I thought, okay, I can't hike because, you know, I love hiking. But maybe I can take some beautiful drives out in the country and, and kind of decompress that way. Nope. Something with the uh, bucket seats, I think, where it's on a slight incline and pressure goes to your lower back. If you don't have an injury, you wouldn't even notice it. And there's really nothing you know, that you can do, you, you can move the seat up and back, you can move it up and down, and you can recline, you know, the back of it, but you can't rotate the angle of the chair itself relative to the ground, um, you know, so, so you can't sit parallel to the ground the way you would in, in an office chair. So if I went driving more than, you know, 25 minutes, when I got out of the car, I could barely walk. But anyway, I'm much better now, but still dealing with the injury. But one of the realities of having an injury like this is weight gain because I, I wasn't active at all. So, you know, I gained a little weight. 
I wouldn't say I'm obese or, or even technically overweight for that matter, but I could stand to lose a good 10 pounds. And so I'm working on a plan which involves counting calories and making slight adjustments to my diet, as well as injecting these little mini exercises into my day to burn 50 calories here, 100 to 200 calories there. And by making these adjustments, my hope is I could lose the weight in a few months without much trouble and without aggravating my injury. At some point, I've been told I should go back to you know how I was before the injury. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. And it's weird because I can go hiking and except for some minor, you know, aches and pains I get maybe for the first 15 minutes or so, and, and they're minor, no more than a two out of 10, uh, you know, but I'm good the rest of the time. I feel like I could hike for hours, but that evening and the next day, I'm more sore than I, I should be if I wasn't injured. So anyway, uh, getting back to ca- uh, counting calories. I created a nifty spreadsheet that allows you to pick and choose from a long list of items that you might eat on a typical day, and it counts up the calories and even breaks it down into breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, drinks, so you can see how much of each group contributes to your overall caloric intake. So I got to thinking how closely related chronic stress monitoring is to counting calories, because after all, calories are our energy intake. It's the energy that our body receives from the food we eat. And it's not just the food we eat, but also, you know, a certain amount of rest and sleep because you can eat all you want, but if you're not resting at all and not sleeping well, you won't have energy. Well, chronic stress monitoring is, is basically looking at the balance or imbalance, as the case may be, of your energy intake versus the output. And losing weight is a nice way to kind of visualize what you're, you're also doing with chronic stress monitoring. Because if you think about it, if you have chronic stress, that's weight on your mind that you're carrying around all day, every day. And that's no fun. And then, of course, it could also trigger symptoms. And you start down a vicious cycle, you know, triggering symptoms, which takes your focus off the very things, your goals and ambitions that motivated you to work harder in the first place. And then as you recover, you may start feeling a little anxious that you've fallen behind on your goals and and your goals are in jeopardy, which inevitably motivates you to work even harder to catch up, quote unquote, which in turn triggers more symptoms and the cycle begins anew. So it's essential to be able to walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it, as I say in the beginning of each episode, so that you can maximize productivity in a sustainable way, keyword sustainable, and your body weight is a lot like that because if you keep gaining weight, that's not sustainable either. Putting aside the increased risk of developing certain health issues, just the reality of physically having to carry all that extra weight around starts to wear on you. Now, some folks might ask, wouldn't it be better to just be more proactive and this way you don't have to monitor your your stress level so closely in the first place? Same with eating and and counting calories. And the answer is, of course, yes. But just so we're on the same page, chronic stress monitoring is proactive. Maybe not as proactive as other things, but you are trying to avoid 
triggering symptoms. But yes, the more proactive, the better, but easier said than done because now we're talking about behavior change. And while certainly there are folks who, with just a little education and some friendly nudging, can make lasting lifestyle changes, for most of us, it's going to take a little more than that because behavior change is a process. I remember back in the day, my frame of mind used to be, I'm going to do it right or not at all, whatever it was. Does that sound familiar? So if, for example, my doctor said that the research shows that you have to work out 30 minutes three times a week in order to lower blood pressure, and I can only seem to fit it in once a week, well, I wouldn't do it at all then, which isn't good, right? Now, you can shame me if you want. You could say I'm undisciplined. My priorities are all screwed up. It doesn't have to be either or, goals versus health. And then I'll get defensive and bring up my intrinsic motivation, my, my natural drive and ambition to achieve my goals and, and, and how it's an innate quality that I can't control uh, and that I can't change that any more than I can make myself taller. So the bottom line here is, again, behavior change is a process. And the key is taking small steps. I highly recommend a book by B.J. Fogg, F-O-G-G. I've uh, mentioned this before some previous episode, but it's a book called Tiny Habits, The Small Changes That Change Everything. It's based on 20 plus years of research into human behavior and how we actually form habits. By the way, I have no affiliation. I don't make any money from it. Wish I did. <laughs> um, but along those lines of taking small steps, the appeal of my stress alarm is how simple it is to update each day compared to other symptom trackers. They ask you for everything under the sun, your, your food intake and ingredients, water consumption, medications and supplements, how you feel, your, your mood at different times of the day and why, physical activity and workouts, body weight. With my stress alarm, you're in and out in less than a minute, no muss, no fuss. So it doesn't require a huge upfront commitment and it's effective at increasing awareness of your stress levels. And to me, increasing awareness is step one because if you're not even aware that you have chronic stress or, or how much, then there's nothing to make you think anything needs to change. But it doesn't stop at just awareness. That awareness leads to more proactive behavior, starting with using more discretion when planning your day. Because it becomes a sort of game where you don't want to see your stress scores go up, right? And you know that if you squeeze this extra thing in whatever it is today, then in the morning, you might have to pick the next lowest rest assessment and your score is going to go up and you start thinking more proactively about the potential consequences of your work-related decisions and frankly about getting to bed earlier. Down the road, you might also incorporate mindfulness or deep breathing exercises into your daily routine or working out and so on, but not right away, just to be realistic here. But the point is that you're starting to think more proactively and Eventually, you get to what I call coasting along in my sustainability planning matrix, which is the intersection between the amount of rest you're getting during waking hours and your satisfaction level with the progress you're making on your goals. In my opinion, the number one question you want to ask yourself if you're like me, 
hardworking, goal-oriented, ambitious, driven, and push yourself a lot is how satisfied are you with the rate you're progressing on your long-term goals? Because by starting there, you're in effect leveraging your intrinsic motivation and putting any potential behavior change that you're considering into the context of how it could improve your ability to achieve your goals, which is very effective. And if you would like to learn more about sustainability planning and the matrix, please listen to episodes 9 and 10, that's Beyond Chronic Stress Monitoring, and episodes 45, 46, and 48, How to Go from Being Reactive to Proactive. Well, that's my two cents for this week. As always, I want to thank you very much for listening, and I really appreciate your feedback. So please don't be shy. You can post a comment on the Perfect Stress Facebook page, or always feel free to email me directly at adam at perfectstresscoaching.com. Stay safe, wishing you good health and success. Have you ever felt like you pushed yourself so much that it actually affected your health, either physically or mentally? If you have an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or something else you think is stress-related, then My Stress Alarm might be just the app for you as it helps you walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. It takes just a minute a day, no wearables or sensors needed. Currently available for Android only, Just go to MyStressAlarm.com, scroll down, and click the link to the Google Play Store. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. And if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, until next time, wishing you good health and success. And remember, don't let stress get in the way of success.